Hey y'all, welcome back as we continue our journey on through the Bible with Exodus chapter 15. And when we left off in chapter 14, we just watched as God saved the Israelites from their oppressors. They were chasing after them and he God split open the Red Sea and let them walk across on dry ground. And when the people that were chasing after them to try to get them back into slavery came after them, God let the waters fall and they fell on them and they drowned. And in one act, God saved his people as well as punished and judged their persecutors. And then it's just the same as Jesus. When he died on the cross, he saved us in spite of ourselves. And in one act, Jesus saved us and he punishes sinners. And Jesus went under the torture of this punishment for us so that we can be saved through him. And in this war with with Egypt, Israel did absolutely no fighting. All they did was obey God. God did everything for them and they let God's rescue be reflected in their worship here in chapter 15, as you'll see. Just like when God rescued us from our sin by sending Jesus to die on the cross for us, we should automatically respond in worship. God saved us from death. God saved us from persecution. God saved us for ha- from having to be accountable for our sins in our life. And this chapter 15 is the first song of praise in the Bible. And this is poetic and worship. And it's the heartfelt cries of the people that the heartfelt expression of their hearts after God just miraculously saved them and brought them completely out of slavery and freed them once and for all. And um, in verse 1, it says, Then Moses and the people of Israel sang this song to the Lord. I will sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. And he has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. So this is a song of gratitude for the rescue. This is a song of deliverance. And it's their heart cry of the response to that deliverance of watching them be hurled into the sea. Their oppressors are no longer chasing them. In verse 2, The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has given me victory. This is my God, and I will praise him. My Father's God, and I will exalt him. This is God. This is their God. This is their heart cry. God is their confidence. God is their maker, and they're rejoicing and glorifying God for that glory and honor and power. In verse 3, the Lord is a warrior. Yahweh is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and army he has hurled into the sea. The finest of Pharaoh's officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep waters gushed over them. They sank to the bottom like a a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is glorious in power. Your right hand, O Lord, smashes the enemy. In the greatness of your majesty, you overthrow those who rise against you. You unleash your blazing fury. It consumes them like straw. At the blast of your breath, the waters piled up. The surging waters stood straight like a wall. In the heart of the sea, the deep waters became hard. So God is reigning as king. God is king. And he confronts evil and he redeems his the slaves that were enslaved. And he lands people into the promised land. He's sending them towards the promised land and towards where he wants them to be. He took them out of this bondage and he's sending them to the, where he wants them to be in life. 
And he is dwelling among his people and moving on their behalf. And after God does the miraculous thing, it should cause a new song in us. It should cause us to want to worship. And it's like when we go out into the world, the song of the cross should be on our lips. And this is their first song of God in the glory that they see in God. In verse 9, the enemy boasted, I will chase them and catch up with them. I will plunder them and consume them. I will flash my sword. My powerful hand will destroy them. But you blew your breath and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord, glorious in holiness, awesome in splendor, performing great wonders? You raised your right hand and the earth swallowed our enemies. With your unfailing love, you lead the people you have redeemed. In your might, you guide them to your sacred home. And God's love has not failed them in the past, and it's not going to fail them in the future. They can trust God, and He loves us. We can trust God, too. God does not fail us, and we can rely on Him to be faithful and true. In verse 14, the peoples here and tremble. Anguish grips those who live in Philistia. The leaders of Adam are terrified. The nobles, the nobles of Moab tremble. All who live in Canaan melt away. Terror and dread fall upon them. The power of your arm makes them lifeless as stone. Until your people pass by, O Lord, until the people you purchased pass by. You will bring them in and plant them on your own mountain, the place, O Lord, reserved for your own dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, that your hands have established. The Lord will reign forever and ever. When Pharaoh's horses, chariots, and charioteers rushed into the sea, the Lord brought the water crushing down on them. But the people of Israel had walked through the middle of the sea on dry ground, then Miriam, the prophet, Aaron's sister, took a tambourine and led all the women as they played their tambourines and danced. And Miriam sang this song, Sing to the Lord, for he has triumphed gloriously. He has hurled both horse and rider into the sea. We're going to pause there again. Um, I love Miriam. I love Aaron's sister so much. She is a girl after my own heart. They are leaving Egypt. They are running. They are hurrying. They're getting out of there so fast that they didn't even bring yeast. And what did the girls do? She tells them, hey, guys, let's get our tambourines. We cannot leave without our tambourines. God's about to do something, and we need to be able to celebrate. So these women have tambourines, and they celebrate and dance with those tambourines in the middle of the wilderness. And God is king. The Lord will reign forever and ever. God is king forever and ever. And he values us. He invested in us. And we are redeemed through Jesus. He paid a price. And he, we can trust him. He is invested in us. So we can trust him. They were led home. They were called home to the promised land. And we are called heavenward. Heaven is our promised land. And we can stand in faith on that promise that if we believe in Jesus and accept him as our Lord and Savior, we have a home waiting for us in heaven. And it continues on in verse 22. Then Moses led the people of Israel away from the Red Sea, and they moved out into the desert of shore. They traveled in this desert for three days without finding any water. When they came to the oasis of Marah, the water was too bitter to drink. So they called the place Marah, which means bitter. 
So yeah, Mara means bitter, and God has a plan. And what seems bitter now may become sweet. They just have to hold on and trust God. In verse 24, But then the people complained and turned against Moses. What are we going to drink? they demanded. So Moses cried out to the Lord for help, and the Lord showed him a piece of wood. Moses threw it into the water, and this made the water good to drink. It was there that Mara, it was there at Mara that the Lord set before them the following decree as a standard to test their faithfulness to him. He said, If you will listen carefully to the voice of the Lord your God and do what is right in his sight, obeying his commands and keeping all his decrees, then I will not make you suffer any of the diseases I set on the Egyptians, for I am the Lord who heals you. After leaving Mara, the Israelites traveled on to the oasis of Elim, where they found 12 springs and 70 palm trees. They camped there beside the water. So they get to this, they, they leave this great celebration, and they no longer, like, it's been three days, and they're already grumbling and complaining. God just rescued them. God just showed them a mighty act, and they already are, their, their trust is faltering. How quickly they forget God wanted them to trust him and he'd trust that he'd provide for them in every single day in this journey. And they, they already are faltering three days in and they get to this bitter water that they cannot drink and they're thirsty. They've been walking for three days and they cry out and grumble and God shows Moses a, a piece of wood, and the wood made the water good to drink. And it's very similar to the cross. At the cross, when we bring our bitterness to the cross, God makes our bitterness sweet. He turns our bitterness to good and makes us able to be a, a blessing to others around us, and we can pour that out. And then he he puts a covenant onto them. He says, "Look, if you will, if you will stay obedient to me, if you will do what is right, if you will listen to me, listen to my voice, hear my call, I will not oppose you." He, God, is their healer, and God is our healer too. And He works in so many ways, so many that we don't see. But they're they right away. It just baffles my mind that they turn to grumbling, and grumbling is the exact opposite of trust. So we see that they're already faltering, and God has them on this journey so that they can learn to trust Him and learn to know that He God is faithful. And He says right here, "I am your healer." So we'll see what happens as they continue on this journey through the wilderness in verse or chapter 16 tomorrow. I hope y'all are having a most wonderful day.